Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. My name is Omar Mohammed, helping you improve and progress in business and in life. Over there is the co-host, Leon Robinson, the fourth. Hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, man. Hey, man, I can't call it another day, bro. Glad to be back with you and uh, our guest today. All right, good deal. Before we get to our special guest, uh, just some quick uh, updates. Uh, so the Breakthrough Podcast is Discovering New Pathways, brought to you by the Minority Business Development Agency out of Washington, D.C. Uh, we have a number of programming involved with, we call it the RIDE program, Returning Citizens uh, Inspired to Develop Entrepreneurial Ventures. So we have, of course, this podcast. We have entrepreneurship boot camps that we do. Uh, we have a continuing education and meetups, you know, so individuals can meet one another and do business with one another as well. Uh, we have an opportunity to be in a magazine called the Returning Citizens Magazine. Uh, we have an annual uh, annual conference that's coming up. And I forgot, we have a specialized training uh, where uh, a couple of men and women are learning about the rehab trade. So that's who we yeah. are in a nutshell. And we can be found at Ride Small Biz. And of course, on our website at edacmorgan.com. That's E-D-A-C morgan.com. All right. With that said, we're going to bring in our special guest, uh, Troy Bradley. Uh, what's going on, bro? How are you? You, you on me, bro. I know me, you bro. I know you're driving and all. <laughs> Drive safely. I'm fine. I'm fine, brother, man. You know, uh, you know, life to me right now um, is I'm good. Okay, good deal. All right, so let's let's start off with this. We always ask this question, you know, uh, and this show is all about, you know, the stories that we we have uh, formerly incarcerated individuals who are entrepreneurs now. We want to hear their entrepreneurial journey. Uh, so first of all, uh, how long have you been home? And then when you came home, you know, what what were your plans? I've uh, been home since 2009. Um, I served uh, nine years on 15 years. Uh, prior to that, um, prior to that 15 year sentence, you know, I was in and out of juvie hall, group homes and things like that. Uh, I never I never lasted six months on the street since age of 12, all the way up until that sentence. Uh, during that time, my sentence, um, you know, I just, you know, three conversations with my mom and people like that, you know, where they talk about, you know, you're going to have to start building yourself a social security, you're going to have to start. You know, you're wasting a lot of time. You had to start thinking about old age, and that set in. So I came home with a um, with a plan, man. You know, like I said, now it's been since 2009. Uh, I knew I had to get away from, you know, the area I was raised in, the area that I always went back to. Mm -hmm. So I packed up and I, I drove to Texas. Um, I looked for, I searched for a job there first. I um, at, at the time I came into some money, so I had some money saved up and I stayed at the Candlewood Suites for six months um, until I got a place down there. I worked at Toys R Us down there. I was a light jockey um, at nighttime. Um, that's a crazy story. I to the man and said, knew what I was doing and went on YouTube and figured out how to work the lights and wind up telling the man the truth. I ain't never did this before. And he hired me for being honest and actually trained me on it. Uh, so, I stayed in Texas 
for three years. Uh, from there, I drove to California. Started oh, wow. out in the Bay Area, Venetia, California, Santa Rosa, California, all the way down to uh, Marina Del Rey, Los Angeles, California. Uh, and that that my journey started from there. I met a lot of people. It was different. It was a lot of brotherhood. It was different from Baltimore. It was different. It was just different. I saw it different than what I uh, grew up with. And, and that put something in me. Uh, then I had my two little girls at the age of 35. And that was it right there. Mm-hmm. My father passed when I was five. I saw the, um, I experienced what it, what it did to my, my mom was a lady. So she didn't bring another man into the house. So I was about 17. So I watched her struggle. You know, I've never seen another man until I was like literally a grown man. Mm. Um, and that's why I had the the sisters that I had today, you know, those decent girls that, um, you know, I, I learned from and they call me every day. But, you know, um, I watched my mom struggle. So when I had my children, that was it for me along my journey. It was already it, but that was the seal. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, my life took another uh, another turn. <laughs> Well, we, we appreciate you sharing that, bro. Really appreciate it. So Thank you for sharing, bro. Testimony is real, bro. Definitely. Absolutely. And before we get into uh, the name of your business and what you do, you know, what led you to your entrepreneurial venture? So, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 prior to me being arrested, I've never had a job a day in my life. You know, all I knew was drugs and, um, you know, I'm always ashamed to say that, you know, you know, robbing and stealing and, you know, things like that. I just never lived a decent life. So uh, here I am in this whole nother state trying to find my way. And I started getting into other things, meeting people, try acting. I tried, you know, all kinds of stuff. I would sign up for these meetups on my emails where I would meet up with strange people where we talk about life and things like that. And that's what, you know, I say I learned a lot on that journey. And um I met some people that um that uh when, when I was down in um, Los Angeles down on Venice Beach, uh I met a guy that had a shed, you know, on Venice Beach is like a boardwalk and this shed mm-hmm. and he was like selling t shirts and stuff like that. We would like go to San Francisco and you know do shows and sell T-shirts and print out Marcus Garvey sands and in any culture we would print their culture out and just sell sands on the shirt Marcus Garvey fight for our people you know things like that and I kind of got into it like that learning how to work the machines learning how to do the screen printing and things like that and learning different things from these Californians and Texans and things like that and when I came back to Baltimore which was for a free CDL class that's how I wind up back here and landed this job, but that's, we can get into that story later, but to answer your question, I got into that when I was on I, um, on that journey. So I come to Baltimore and, you know, I'm here for a free CDL class and I'm going back. You know, I, once I got that class, I needed a job here while I was here. Mm-hmm. So while I'm here, I signed up for Safe Streets and, you know, during my prison time, I educated myself. So, you know, I I was very computer literate, you know. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, had a lot of skill to me. Um, working in libraries, pulling case laws and things like that. So I had a lot of administrative skills that led me in safe streets. 
first coming of violence interrupted, but they discovered things about me to say he belongs and he belongs in this position, which is a violence prevention coordinator where till this day I um, handle a $400,000 budget where I get down to dust dollars every year, 60 cent, 20 cent, things like that. Um, uh, coordinate events, uh, speak at um, speaking engagements. I spoke in front of three graduating um, police cadet classes. I spoke at Annapolis, um, um, Owens Mills Toastmaster um, to, you know, sharp my skills and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I so I'm here now because now this job is like elevating me to City Hall. And so I'm like, well, I, you know, I wasn't doing this good back there. So I got my experience. I'm going to stay here. My family is here. And it seems like, you know, I'm going somewhere. It's going to pay for me to go to school, get a business degree. Um, you know, my, my record has been expunged. I can now get a degree and go work into government, which is a success story for me coming from where I come from. And that's that's the, you know, direction I'm going into now. But, you know, I have a reputation here in Baltimore. And a guy asks someone, I'm looking for somebody to help me with my clothing line, man, and this and that. And they say, I got somebody for you. You know, uh, he was doing it out in here, you know, California. He, was, he has a lot, a lot that he can bring to this, um, um, to this, um, to this business of yours. So the guy met me, immediately fell in love with me, man. Um, he's one of my mentors now. And we took the, once I got involved into that, man, you know, I'm very creative when it comes to designing because of these Californians and these Texans that showed me the game where people from Baltimore just won't show you anything. But, you know, yeah. I go out on these people, they show me everything. And I brought yeah. those skills to his um, business where now I actually run everything. You know, he's running uh -huh. two clubs now. Now I got the business, you know, We just um, made the front of Vital Magazine. Um, uh, we just was awarded, um, um, you know, uh, because of the clothes. Um, right now uh, we, we seek every every celebrity engagement where if you follow the page you'll see we done got next to everybody and getting these clothes out there and that's what I brought to I got that from being out there with them I know what you got to do to put the brand out there and that's to get out there get 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 where you're supposed to be so now I took all of my connections and I get in every comedy factory where I get backstage and I make him do the Bomber City Challenge and you know I give him the shirt we get uh, to all the show. These are connections that I had while I can get into these shows. Whenever these people come in town, I get right backstage with them, get the clothes to them. We go down to Atlanta, get the, um, we may pay uh, uh, Jack the Thriller to wear the clothes. We got Bomb City on the line, you know, he got it on. So these are the things that I learned from being out of state that I brought back to Baltimore. And that was, that's what I was able to bring to Bomb City, which land me, a partnership um, uh, now, you know, running everything about Bomb City uh, and only been involved in it maybe two years. You know, mm -hmm. I've been involved with Bomb City. But prior to that, I had my own, you know, thing going on. But, you know, my main thing right now is not just Bomb City. I wanted to kind of bring two things to the podcast. My main success right now is the program of Safe Streets. You know, um, I come up in a community where it was nicknamed Baby Afghanistan. Mm. Um, I just did a documentary called um, hey, Cherry hey, Troy, Troy, 
Troy, hold up before you before you go into that. So you know, let's let's unpack some stuff. So give okay. out the website. Do you have a website for Bomb City so people can see that? That's Bomb City. That's BombCityGear.com. Uh huh. And Instagram. Do you have an IG account? Bomb City underscore Gear underscore. Bomb City underscore Gear underscore. Yes. Okay. I'm about to follow you now. All right. And uh, I missed it. Bomb City underscore gear underscore, right? All right. Okay, good. And, and then website bombcitygear.com. Oh, right. yeah, I see it. All right. So we're going to come back to Bomb City, uh, but let's talk about Safe Streets too. So for those who are not familiar with Safe Street, what is Safe Street? And then you can talk about your initiative that you were just about to talk about. Well, Safe Streets is a violence prevention program geared towards reducing mm -hmm. shootings and homicides. Mm -hmm. And their way of attacking shooting homicide, they view violence as a disease. And this disease has been, you know, affecting our people for many years. So their way of curing that disease is taking a person like me, giving them the cure, which is through trainings and um, through working through the program and placing that individual out there in the pandemic or epidemic to cure the rest. And the way they do that is they take a guy like me where you hear that, you know, I raw people, you know, I kidnap people and I did all these things to gain what we call sadly street credibility, uh, rapport with high risk. High risk is someone that can potentially shoot someone or be shot, you know, um, and at risk people you know, people that's just in the community that's around these type of things. So they place us in these areas where we have rapport. So for example, if I'm if I'm I'm in my talk on violence interrupting and I see an argument at a dice game, my my job is to identify, detect the situation and interrupt. And how do you do that? You do that with a reward. If you was in my community, you say some niggas, a dude look at you, say, man, get the hell up off me. Who's, who's this clown, man? Man, get up off me, man. But me, I'm coming. They know who I am. They know what I'm about or used to be about. And they know who I'm connected to. So say I can't stop him. He won't listen to me. I find out what game he's in. And through my prison connections, through my street connections, I'll go to somebody that's over top now. I got a situation, man, where a young man, you know what I mean, uh, who is he? This through my street, but who is he? I'll come out there, here's my man, let that this is my man, you have to stop. And he has an obligation to his organization to do what he say. That's just dealing with a gang member. Now let's deal with the people that I know their sons and stuff. I have a rapport with though, and I give you an example. We had a guy that shot a young man. Don't, don't mention no I names. Know man. Don't mention no names, Troy. No, of course, of course. We don't do that. Yeah. Uh, he shot a young man, and I knew his father. Yeah. And um, we knew that if we didn't get to the father, this would take us back because this is going to turn yeah. into going a back and forth thing. So once we found the father, we explained to him what's going on. We got stopped. His words to us was, I'm moving right now. 
And as soon as I get finished moving, I'm going to get disrespectful. So our response is, what can we do to stop it, you know? Because we can't have it. Like, we asking you for a favor, yo. What can we do to stop it? He said, you would have to get them to me. That was our task. We got them all in one spot. This is the stuff that they don't see. They mm -hmm. just see the events and stuff. These are the things that we do on a regular basis. Yeah. What we did was got them two together and they came into an agreement. And that agreement was what their agreement was. But this right. is one of many situations that we do. And that is violence interruption. That's how we reduce shootings and homicides. It's more than one way to skin a cat, though. We don't just do it through conflict mediation. We do it through uh, a monthly meetings where we have high risk in there. We do it through uh, uh, events where we got these uh, 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 man up events. I wish I can show you the footage where we we ball the church and we got the past involved. We had guys in there and stuff. Like that. There's many different things that we do to keep the relationship and the rapport of our community. Where Cherry Hill now has went three years without a homicide. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in a row, but it, we done it three years where we not had a homicide in one year. And right now we are conflict free. There's no up the hill against downhill. There's no blood against the crypt. Right now, everyone is solid with each other. And here's the catch. I work with a guy that shot me three times. I also work with my supervisor where man him tried to kill each other on numerous occasions at NL heyday. So when we walk down the street and we do this work, we are we epitomize the message because they look at us and say, damn, what may be from before? So everybody on our team once shared the conflict. If you can't, if you can't uh, uh mediate your own conflict, mm. how are you gonna mediate someone else? You have to clean out your backyard first. And that's mm -hmm. what we all made out to do to clean out our backyards. The guy that I did nine years for, I can pick up my phone and call him right now. He'll say, what's up, good brother? Mm -hmm. Now, this man, I robbed and did all kinds. Of, but I can call him on my phone right now. Why? Through stripping off every piece of gangster that I mm -hmm. thought I had on me, humbling mm -hmm. myself and finding some way to get to him. And, and reaching my hand out and say, I apologize, man. Forgiveness. You know, yeah. I was a young, stupid young person, and he accepted that. And we and right now, like we we like this. I just told you I worked with a guy that shot me three three times. Check the the, the um the uh, documentary out, Charlie Hill Humanized, right on Panacea. I'm gonna I'm gonna send that to your phone so y'all can check that out. But this is the success of Safe Streets and what we do. In this program, they take someone such as myself that once was the problem to go out there with a skill, with a skill, a right tactical skill to go out there and change the behavior and thinking norms of those young men that's out there today. And that's that's what I pride myself on. It's bigger than becoming a part of Bomb City and bringing Bomb City mm. to a place where, you know, Bomb City... It, that's what's big for me, saving lives. Absolutely. So that's my most biggest success for me mm -hmm. is that I can go to sleep knowing that I saved a life. But not only that, I go to sleep, man, in peace today. You know, I don't chase, I don't chase the bad. 
because I know somewhere along the line when you have to shake the hands with the devil mm. when you chase it away. So my riches is good health, a job, whether it's my own business or working for somebody else, and family. That is all I need. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm Amen to that, bro. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, and I pride myself on being a man that doesn't go outside his relationship. Oh, I'm, I, I live so peaceful, man, Boy, that I can come in the house. I'm so proud of myself. I mean, they come like flies, man. And <laughs> yeah. to, know, to know that I can tell my daughter to be a certain way and know that her daddy is not behind her back cheating on her mom. Or I can tell her to not go to street and know that her daddy is not behind her back selling drugs. That's what I'm proud of, man. Forget the business. I'm proud of myself and where I came from and what I used to be. And I'm so proud of myself, man. I'm so proud of myself, man. It we just makes me you feel too, so Joy. good. Definitely <laughs> proud of you, bro. Much respect, man. Uh, all you're doing, you're serving. Um, you lead, you leading by example. You know, you're really showing what it, what you can be regardless of what you've gone through, man. And I do have a quick question for you because you, you mentioned something that really hit home for me in regards to, and our podcast is called The Breakthrough Podcast, Discovering New Pathways. So could you kind of elaborate a little bit on what your breakthrough was and from what you shared with, with us today, it was you actually being exposed to something different than what you grew up around and going to Texas and going to California. Can you kind of discuss or share a little bit with our listeners about the importance of exposing ourselves to different things and seeing different things. Mm, My breakthrough was uh, finally, um, you know, I was always afraid of what's on the other side because I never had a skill. I didn't have, I didn't, I, I, I never had a job. So, you know, um, you know, this, this, this letting go of that fear and taking that jump. And the breakthrough for me was not only um, discovering new things, you know, it was, it was for me, and I don't want to say cliche, it was my children, man. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the fact that, you know, um, I, I, I just didn't want to leave them behind and murder or going to jail. I knew that once I had them, it was no longer about me anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about if I had one pair of tennis shoes. I didn't care if I had to catch the bus. You know, all I was thinking about is I gotta work, I gotta do, I gotta build something for my children. Mm -hmm. My mother today, she gets $1,500 for my father. My father died 40 years ago, yo. And I'm saying mm -hmm. to myself, the way he provide. He's still providing in his grave. <laughs> right. And that was the breakthrough. The breakthrough for me, to put it all in a nutshell, is how are you going to support yourself in old age? How are you going to support yourself when it's that time? Because we all have injuries where I come from. Come from those things are going to run down on me as time. Those gunshot wounds, those broken hits, those things are going to start coming down on me and you know it's going to come a time where the doctor going to say you can't work no more so these are these was the breakthroughs for me 
how am my life going to be at 60 and 70? And that scared me, man. Mm. It scared me to the point where I say, I have to start working on myself right now. I'm only still in my 30s. I can still retire in my 60s or my, my early 70s, but I got to start now. I have to start now. And that was the breakthrough for me. What, how, how am I? I don't want to be in no one's social security line, no one's food stamp. I'm saying that any help is wrong. I don't want to be on disability. I want to, I want to retire. I want to, you know, retire and have. If you know, I tell, I tell my people, I say, you know, I, I, I want to work for somebody and, and, and build a social security for myself, retire. And if I have a, a, a business venture on the side that, that I want to take on, I'll take that on, but I'm not going to jump outside of security. If I had the skill and know how to do all those things for myself, I only could be honest with myself. I don't know nothing about that lane. So I'm going to work and build these things for myself and not, and, and, and not get trapped by what I see on Instagram. And yeah. take selling, I was selling cars. Selling cars ain't gonna bring me no retirement, you know. And and unless I know how to sell cars for real, get a dealership, <laughs> get some money. I don't know how to do all that stuff. Yeah. So right now I gotta put some security around my it's about putting some security around myself. So mm -hmm. selling selling clothes ain't gonna bring me no goddamn retirement and no and, and no social security. So I have to secure myself. And while I'm working with some security around myself and I figure those things out, then maybe I'll jump the fence and go over here and work for myself. But until I learn how to do that and I follow everybody on Instagram, what, I, what they doing and all that stuff, I'm going to play some security around myself and go get my ass a job. Stability, bro. Stability. I definitely, definitely get it. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the things I say to people, you know, yeah, it's good if everybody starts a business, but we know everybody's not going to start a business. However, if individuals have what you have, Troy, you know, you, you have a business, but you also work for somebody and you're making the transferable skills, that entrepreneurial mindset. And that's what I uh, constantly talk about people. Hey, you know, develop some skills as a, a entrepreneur, then you can go do whatever you want. Whether mm -hmm. it's only your own yep. business or uh, you're working for someone else, so I mean you, yeah. you doing both of them. So really, use, you know, that, use that job to fund your business ventures, your entrepreneurial endeavors. You know, like you said, sharpen your skill set, get that experience, build some relationships, gain resources. Like you said, preparation. You know, people just be jumping out there without a life jacket. Like you got to have something that's going to sustain you. You know, so I definitely agree with you so, on that. So right now, um, you know, they offer to send me to school because it's in the budget. It's in the budget line item with a school tuition. And I've qualified for that. So, you know, the plan is, which is, is in the making, you know, I chose Loyola, you know, to mm. go to school. To get congratulations. To get yeah, we, yeah we congratulations get, too. But, you know, we got Morgan over there, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I, I chose Loyola because, you know, um, my sister-in-law, she went there um, okay. for the business degree. She worked, you know, on government now, closing, you know, big deals and things like that. And I just like, um, and we're Toastmaster partners. So I just chose Loyola to go get the, um, the business degree. I know, and, the um, dean, I know the dean over there at School of Business. So when you get in there, let me know. That's right. 
but that but having that business degree will give me the insight that we're talking about. Absolutely. And it, it'll give me that, that business mindset where though now I can decide to because everybody think because they got a a, a a clothing line where they just putting printing stuff on there or this, but they don't know really know the real business side of it, like the real mm -hmm. benefits of being a business person, like most business white people that have these businesses, they know how to put away. They know how to use certain uh things to their advantage that most companies give them the insurance and the, the credits and stuff that we don't know how to do. So until I learn that game, I'm not just going to go and sell cars for 20 years and waste 20 years of building something for myself. I'm going to work with somebody for 20 years. I ain't just talking about no rinky-dink job. You know, uh, right now I make 70000 You know, so I'm going to work with somebody, you know, have a, uh, have someone matching my 401 That's until it. I figure that out. And It'll if I figure that, that out and master that and I got it, then I'll go over to that side. But until then, I need someone matching my 401. I need um, life insurance through Navy, Navy Federal, life insurance through my car insurance, life insurance through my job. I need all of that until I figure this out. I'm not Amen. wasting 10 years selling no damn T-shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. You got to protect and provide for your family, bro. Totally get that, bro. Yeah, building that legacy as well. So, so Troy, we we up against the time, man. So, get you gave out the website to Bomb City. So, give it out again, and then also give out Safe Streets uh, if there's a website there. Um, well, um, well, they have ten different sites, so I guess you could just pull up Safe Streets Baltimore. Okay, that's and cool. it'll just pull up the sites. Um, so um, that is the Safe Street, and they have a. a Instagram that's Safe Streets Baltimore where all 10 sites post on the um the um the um the Instagram page but it's 10 different sites in Baltimore. That's um, we'll, we'll put it on the credits. We'll put the uh website on the credits. That's right, that's right, that's right. But uh you know um Bomb City the acronym is brilliant open minds become conscious individuals to you. Mm. Okay. And is there an email that you want people, if people are interested in reaching out to you, or do you want them just to hit you up on Instagram? How are you going to people to reach out to you? Yeah, they can hit, they can uh, hit me up at uh, t.bradley78 at yahoo.com. All right. Well, good deal, man, brother. We really appreciate you for coming on. Yes, sir, bro. Thank, thank you for coming on today, man. And I just want to give another um, one message before I leave. Come on, bro. This Instagram, this social media, is and this P Valley TV shows and these these that like we can't listen to one song that's out where they ain't killed five people, messed with sixteen wives, popped all kinds of drugs. When I was coming up, we had self destruction, we had fight the power, we had you and Ity, we had hip hop was uplifting. Mm -hmm. Now. What they did was they broke that up, that community up, and they poured drugs into our community during the times of Frank Lucas, during the times, you know, we when we got them people coming around. And now the, the demand is not as there as it was for the supply now. So now what they're doing is 
They're pulling guns into our community. And now murder and violence has become a culture. And social media and, and Instagram is ruining marriages, mm. is ruining relationships, is ruining households because it is the, it is the perception of, 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 of everything that goes against God's way of life. Y'all, you see on there, I, you see, it's behind cleavage, nasty things, guns. It is, it is, it, it is no good for a relationship. Wives are comparing, comparing uh, other people's relationships and looking down on their hardworking husband. I ain't speaking up for no dog ass nigga. I'm speaking <laughs> up for a good brother. They coming home and they looking down on these good men and they. And they going outside the relationship, and it's, this world is man dis destroyed by social media and the TV, man. And y'all need to keep y'all children off of it, y'all. These these wives, if you have any good thing about you, don't pay that stuff no mind. It is mm -hmm. deceiving. These men on there are deceiving. These women on there are deceiving. It is nothing good about it. Stay in tune with God. Follow his instructions, no matter how bored you think they are. They laughed at Noah. You know, we are living in the mystery Babylon, no different from Babylon. And we're gonna have to get you. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you back, Troy. We're gonna have to have a part two. I want to be aware of it. Stay off the Instagram. Stay off the husbands raise your families. Thank you, brother. Thank you, bro. We'll be reaching right, out right. to you, man. Respect, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, y'all. This, this is a wrap. Really appreciate you all for tuning in. Now go out and explore, discover, I should say, new pathways. Until then, I'm Omar Muhammad. Over there is Leon Robinson of uh, the great state of fifth, the fourth. Continue yeah. to improve and progress. Peace. Get after it. Thank you.